And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the man that does not like NFTs. <laughs> the man who would brilliantly shut down nuclear power plants so that it can't produce any more NFTs. It's Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? <laughs> I'm good. I don't even know what uh, NFTs are or like the half of it. So yeah, now you've kind of made me like this crypto NFT enemy. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know uh, what it is. And I, I actually don't want to know what it is. Uh, you know what? You're probably, you're both better off not knowing. And also at the same time, you kind of should know because it's kind of and ruining the planet and making nonsense for crypto bros slash rich people to uh, indulge in for because they're bored. I don't know. Probably. Um, but yeah, um, there's a lot of N NFT news specifically around gaming um, that we'll be talking about today. Um, and then, of course, we'll switch into what we've been playing as we usually do. So let's just dive right into the news. So the first news that I wanted to talk about, um, before we get into the NFTs topic, because that's going to be really long, it's a dueling news report, which um, dropped earlier this week, which is kind of funny. Um, so you know how normally when consoles launch, the old consoles stick around for a little while, and then after a while, they just stop making them so that they can focus their efforts on making the new console, or yeah. in this case, consoles. Yeah. So Sony and Microsoft decided to make to take different approaches to this. So Microsoft did the regular stuff as of 2020. I can I, pretty much. Um, they stopped producing Xbox One S. So if you are seeing Xbox One S still in the wild, that's because there were still some in the you know in the in the in the sales chain in the supply chain, but they've stopped making them since 2020. Which means the ones that are in stores right now are the last Xbox One S's. I wonder if you can. They already stopped making. I think yes. I think so. Yeah. Xbox One. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. I haven't checked recently, but I think so. Um. But here's the kicker, right? So I'm gonna check now. I think when the Xbox One, yeah, you check that while I while I explain stuff. So Xbox One, uh, the one sad. <laughs> I'm gonna keep calling it because it was sad. It's just such and a stupid name. For those that don't know, the sad stands for uh, the Xbox One uh, S all uh, S all digital uh, edition. Um, and the Xbox One X were discontinued when the Series S and X launched. Makes sense. Frees up more, you know, resources for them to make the Series S and Series X. And they're moving on from the old consoles to the new consoles. Sony basically did the same thing with the PlayStation 4 Pro. Pro. But just with the um, Pro. You can still, yeah, with just, just the Pro, not the, not the Slim. Um, and they already they discontinued the regular places for like years before that, um, basically when the slim was introduced. I think you can like um, buy them here and there, but like the prices are crazily inflated because of maybe scarcity or just like, and probably because of the confirmation that they stopped making. 
Yeah. Because people weren't aware that they stopped making them. They probably just assumed it was part of the supply chain thing. Probably. They really like yeah. I can see if I can see that it gives me a link to, for example, Amazon, but when you go to the product page, it says temporarily out of stock. Yeah, that just means it's probably not coming back unless they find a a, a, a supply somewhere. Yeah. You know, like sitting in a warehouse. Um, so yeah. Um that's the normal thing to do, which makes sense because then it frees up resources for your new consoles. Sony, however, is like, well, we can't produce enough PlayStation 5s. Let's ramp up PlayStation 4 uh, Slim uh, production instead for 2022. It's like, but people want the PlayStation 5. Well, apparently if, people, if there's still a demand for 4, otherwise they wouldn't have done it. They've sold over a hundred million. I think it's pretty satiated at this point, and a lot of people are wanting to move on to the next generation. I don't know if, I mean, obviously the reasons would be because the PlayStation Four Slim is cheaper to make, um, and that would mean that the profit margin would be bigger if they are able to sell it at decent pace. But now you're basically saying, you know, this is the holdover until. We can make more PlayStation 5s, hopefully in 2023. My money is on, like, for both Sony and Microsoft to a lesser extent. They won't be able to ramp up production of it until mid-2024? I don't know. But, like... That's that's my prediction. Yeah, like, the thing is, is that you could have you could have the argument that now is the best time to buy a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One S if you can find one because you have over almost over 10 years of games available for it plus all those games are cheaper plus all the new games are coming to it as well for the foreseeable future um they kind of have to now yeah so so like in a way it's it's like the best t- and i hate it when they use this argument because they always use this argument but they say, like, at the end of console generation, when the new one is coming out, they always say that the old one, it's the best time to buy the old one because mm. of the argument I just made. But then again, like, it is true because I've had a PS5 since, the like, it came out in November of 2019. No, in 2020. And I got it in December, so, like, a couple of weeks after launch. And last year, I bought, like, a couple of games for my PS5. Not even a whole lot. And I, I even missed out on, or skipped out on Ratchet and Clank, Kina, Bridge of Spirits, Ghost of Tsushima, the director's cut. Um, like basically all these games, partially because of the price, because I just didn't want to spend 80 bucks on, on Ratchet and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, so like I'm waiting for a proper sale. But at the second time, on the other hand, it's also like, yeah, but there's not really, I mean, like Ghost of Tsushima, I love that game. But it's not a reason why I own a PS5, you know? And I feel like the same goes for the Xbox. Like, if you had an Xbox Series X, like, the only two proper games, I would say, to play on it right now would be Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5. So, like, last year, there were any games, barely any games that came out that justified owning that console. And the same goes for the PS5. PS5 was a little bit more. And then, hopefully, this year, we're going to get... Besides Horizon in a couple of weeks, we're going to get God of War and who knows, and, and we're going to get Gran Turismo 7 in, in a couple of months. So it's like this year is looking better, but only 
But even though we know next year is going to be the best so far, because then we're going to have Spider-Man 2 and who knows what more. So like even now, it's like I tell people that want to have a PS5, are they like, hey, this is going to sound like a snob? I'm not, but it's not even, it's okay to not have a PS5. I'm not trying to be like an elite dude like you were in the last episode being with like plebs and you know you know the whole thing we did oh look at you oh you you're only the old switch i have the oled switch you know it's not like that it's not like i say like (laughs) oh you plebs you have a ps4 slim well i have a ps5 it's not like that but it's like basically that (laughs) maybe maybe i should talk like this the whole episode but oh no no please don't we don't want to scare off our british fans but basically it's like you know, it's okay if you don't have a next-gen console because there are barely any games that justify having one. So until we get to the True. point where Spider-Man 2 or Wolverine or whatever comes out and these games don't come to PS4, then you might have like, oh, okay, now it's time to buy a PS5, you know. So go out and buy a PS4 and all those games for cheap. Why not? I mean, that's true. But at the same time, I would say that or at least I would argue that Xbox has one thing over Sony, and that is Game Pass. Yeah. You can say, like, well, in terms of exclusives, they're finally starting to get games, right? Yeah. And I'm assuming this year we'll have more Xbox exclusives coming out, or at least starting this year. Hope hopefully so. somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. I don't know. They have to. But there are a lot of um, third-party games that are either coming day and date on game pass or down the line they come out on game pass yeah which are excellent deals you pay like 13 12 13 15 bucks a month depending on where you live um and you get like a whole bunch of games that you can play plus like don't forget um uh, psychonauts 2 is a microsoft game yes for example so that one also came out last year so that's already three games and it's kind of sad that it's underrated because, like, the Psychonauts games are really good. I haven't played it yet. I have Game Pass. I still need to try it out. But um, I do love the first game. I never beat the first game, so I might try and beat it first so I don't get spoiled on stuff. Uh, when I play the second game, and it's luckily not too long, um, might have to use, like, a walkthrough, like a <laughs> spoiler-free walkthrough. Um, just so I can get through the game, right? Um, but yeah, like these are th- this is part of the reasons why they did all the acquisitions, right? The same for Sony. The only difference is it's taking, I think, Sony a bit longer to get all these games out. The same for Microsoft, but I think we're reaching a point where all these games will start to come out. I think if if it wasn't for, for both COVID, parties, it would have been a lot easier. So I think like a lot of time oh, yeah, was definitely. lost yeah, yeah, on. Yeah getting people to switch to remote working and also getting people to like you can switch to remote working securely yeah and, and you can't walk over to anybody's desk now and say like hey man uh, do you have that asset for me or i'm uh, running into trouble with this do you know how it's like now you have to email or zoom call or whatever and like i think how do you slack chat or slack whatever yeah but like yeah. In, i think in the long run this new way of remote working will actually benefit game development because it allows people to be more productive and be more happy because they're at home, you know, with different life, more time for the family and whatnot. So happier employees, less sick, maybe less uh, turnover. And if you work from home, generally you're more productive. So it could in the long run help 
actually speed stuff up. Uh, but we just, you know, we're it, it's like a long term thing. So we're just we just have to wait and see the benefits of it. Plus, we also had like the whole cyberpunk debacle. So like everybody's scared. At least that's how it feels like. It feels like everybody's scared, and they're like, "Yo, if I feel like if if I only have like a hint of that, my game might suck." I'm not going to do it. I'm going to delay it because I don't want a, a cyberpunk debacle on my hands because it will hurt sales. And I am not waiting for that. So I'd rather push mm. it. Uh, and then because that's what you're seeing with Battlefield right now. I mean, like, I, th I think I read the other day that Steam has extended their refund policy because of Battlefield 24, specifically for Battlefield 2042, and that the sale, mm. the player base is dwindling. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, th that's probably because the game came out too early. They should have pushed it till March of this year, and then they would have more had more time to work on it. Um, I mean, the last patch came out in December, and uh, it's already mid-January, and we still haven't heard anything, and they'll probably do like a big update soon. But that game is really in need of balancing and some content, because otherwise people are just going to walk away, which is a shame, because it's a really good game. It just needs some polishing. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I'm just checking out the, the 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 player count, and it has really dipped, like a lot, like a lot, a lot. So, like at the all time peak was uh, on Steam at least for Battlefield 2042 was a hundred a uh, hundred thousand, mm. hundred thousand and a half. Yeah, it's currently at a twenty four hour peak at ten thousand. Oh damn! Yeah, the thing is with the Battlefield community is that it's always come back if they heard that the game was better or in a good place. Um, and I mean, like, they really need to do something about it right now. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And the tricky, tricky, tricky part is, is it's completely silent from DICE's point of view. So we, we don't have an update. We don't know what's going on. It's not like they went out and said, like, hey, peeps, uh, we're back at work and uh, we're working on some updates, but uh, we can't tell you right now what's going on, but hopefully soon. Um, we're going to give you a big update and tell you our roadmap because there's not even a roadmap. There, people don't know what to expect. All they know is that season one of the game is going to start in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. So, like, that's it. That's the only thing they have. And they know that they're going to do paid content. So, like, uh, they have a season pass, so you know you're going to get more. But there's just not a lot of content in the game right now. I, max, I, I'm, I got all the weapons now. So I'm like, okay, what should I do next, you know? I don't know. Um, the funny part is a lot of people are returning to Battlefield Five. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, and you'll notice uh, when you go back to Five, because I, yeah. I hated on Five. Uh, you did a while back, but now when you can, you know, you notice the differences, and you're like, "Oh, but Five is so much more polished." Whoa, you start to appreciate it more. Yeah. True, I mean, it, I mean, it's still not the high, but what the crap? Okay, it's so weird. It's it's had like this. So I'm just checking out like the seven day period for Battlefield Five, and it just it's it's like a heartbeat. It just goes up <laughs> and down the whole time. <laughs> what the heck? This is so weird. About that's like what the past month has been like. That it just it just ebbs and flows right now. But it's like, I think a lot of people have also come back to Battlefield 4, for example. I haven't. Mm -hmm. but, I uh, think I think people are returning to the Battlefields that they enjoy the most. Yeah. Because, like, the 24-hour peak for Battlefield 5 is, like, 22. So it's uh, a little bit over twice as much as uh, 2042. So, 
I think the, the I think the whole Battlefield player base has kind of split and diverged yeah. into like splinter cells. <laughs> that would have been a nice segue if there was splinter cell news, but there isn't. If there was splinter cell news, that would have been a great segue. Um, but yeah, speaking of segues, um, we're gonna come into the into the the NFT news. Which is the part that I'm that I'm kind of dreading the most. I'm gonna just start with one that what came up like last week after we recorded. So, you know everyone's favorite developer, Konami. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Which I say very, very um, sarcastically. What's the word I'm using? Sarcastically. Thank you very much. Yes. Because they decided, you know what? It's this year is Castlevania's 35th anniversary. Instead of, pff, I don't know, announcing a brand spanking new, like, HD remake of maybe, I don't know, the first Castlevania. Or a HD remake of Symphony of the Night. Or Rondo of Blood, which is also, like, very popular. Or announce the DS collection, um of games because they put like three very excellent uh castlevania games on ds they recently released the game boy advance uh trilogy did i say trilogy no it's like four games on game boy advance um i think is it like i don't have the quadrilogy um i would i have no idea what word you'd use for that but like foursome i think it's like four games in one okay they released that like the ending of last year which is great it was a good quality um a uh, 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 collection from what i've heard i haven't picked it up yet i want to because i have the the previous one from like the nes era um on my switch and i like it it has like the nes games the arcade game the super nes game um i think it also has rondo of blood like the turbo graphics game um like the original japanese version not dracula x the the, the port to super nintendo and then instead they're like we're going to put out an NFT memorial. Oh, man. And it's basically just a spinning cube with Castlevania images on it. That's probably crazy At least, expensive. I don't know. I don't care. It pisses me off to the nth degree. And it just shows how out of touch Konami is. Yeah, but like... Like, if you thought... Here's the thing. If you thought that Konami was going to come back in a normal capacity anytime soon, no. which people were hoping because they were they realized that they need to put uh, like emphasis in making games again. Yep. So they're ramping up production to less than favorable degrees at this point. Um, CE Football, a.k.a. Uh, wish it was regular PES, yeah. but not regular PES. Um, yeah, they really dropped yeah, the but, ball on that one. No pun intended. But here's the joke, right? That should have been our first clue yeah. of like the approach that they're taking. That one should have been our first clue. Like maybe what they're doing is not 100% correct, but at the same time, they also dropped that Castlevania collection. So people were yeah, kind of split, I think. Yeah, but like, um, I'm, I think this is only the beginning because I would not be surprised if Activision and EA... We'll jump on this bandwagon real soon. Oh, Activision FIFA, isn't gonna though. With with FIFA and with Call of Duty, I mean, I I this is just like right up their alley. 
EA, we already know that they're going to do it because they already, you know, stuff got leaked out about, you know, their negotiations with FIFA and so and NFT was mentioned in that. Yep. And when Ubisoft announced that they were going to do NFTs, EA announced that they were going to do NFTs, except yeah. Ubisoft beat them to the punch. Um, who cares? Freaking courts. Yeah. Um, but the joke here is that like this is I don't know when they were going to release this. I'm looking at the the the, the Structide article. It doesn't really say when they're planning to do this, but um oh January twelfth. So yeah. Um it uh, by the time that you're listening to this, it's already gone live and they're releasing twelve pieces of classic Castlevania artwork. They'll go up for auction on uh, the trading site OpenSea. Blech. Um have have fun with those uh flipping crypto bros. <laughs> um but yeah it's, it's like so you have that. You have um like like I said, Activision is not gonna do it because Activision does not need the bad press and anything related to NFTs essentially becomes bad press. Oh, but they'll do it like um, uh, when um there are rumors, there have been rumors for two years, that the Call of Duty release for this year will be Modern Warfare 2. So like a sequel yeah. to the reboot they made 2019, which was an amazing game because I love that game and I'm definitely going to buy it, even though I'm a hardcore Battlefield fan. But I, 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 I feel that they're going to like do it close to the launch of that game because everybody will be like, oh my God, this game's so amazing. Ah, people will kind of like, they will try to sneak it in there so that people mm-hmm. will not even actually think about it or notice it because they're just so wowed by the unicorn that is Modern Warfare. They're like, oh my God, the unicorn. Ah! And then they'll just on the side, they'll be like, oh yeah, we also have this NFT stuff. But you kind of don't, you're not going to know notice in the beginning because we're not talking about it. We're actually talking about how amazing Modern Warfare 2 is. I don't know though. I have a feeling that that's how they're the, going to play. You can't it. sneak that stuff past people because no, no. But like, like for example, like the, the announcement won't get a lot of headlines. They'll ju- they'll announce it, but like people, they they'll do it in a way that like people are distracted by other big stuff. So that they'll 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 still be like, hey, we announced this stuff, but people will be too distracted to notice it because they'll be like, oh my god, the beta for Modern Warfare dropped. Let's play this. Oh, this is so awesome. You know. And then people later on will realize, like, oh, shit, they announced some NFT stuff. Oh, why didn't we notice this? Oh, yeah, we were too busy with the beta or something else. Mm, I don't know, man. That, NFT, like, anything to do with NFTs does, like, anything, even if it's, like, something small, mm-hmm. will not get overlooked. That I'm telling you this right now. Because, like, for example, um, recent stupid NFT stuff that got announced. Uh, Stan Lee's Twitter page that's being managed by this company um, announced a NFT. Oh, okay. And they pretended like he like it was coming from Stan Lee himself. I'm like, what the? Like that is so disrespectful and wow. icky. Yeah. Um. So there's that nonsense. Then there's uh there was another one that was also kind of crap. Also kind of just like mis. It was um remember. Uh, Home Improvement, the show, the TV show. Yeah, the 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 guy that worked next to Tim the Toolman, mm-hmm. like his kind of co-host assistant. Yeah, that dude who played him also announced that he was going to do an NFT. I 
don't think that he was really into it. I think it was his publicist that was like, yeah, like NFTs are hot. Let's do this. And he just said like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he got like a lot, they got a lot of backlash and he was like, you know what? We're not going to do this after the backlash. I see it now. It's like, uh, it's fine. So I don't think he was into it himself, but at least he was around himself to just say like, we ain't doing this because people like me for me. Um, and mostly they like him because he played the character on like on a, on a, on home improvement because they will probably most likely recognize him for the character and less for himself. Probably. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the, it's those kind of like really icky things. And now we come to like the ickiest one for gaming so far. Well, gaming adjacent. So very seemingly very nice guy. Uh, Troy Baker looks like super nice guy. I've never met the guy, so I can't judge him on his character on that. Good at what he does. You know, he's a very good voice actor, yeah. very prolific in the gaming industry. Decided that he would join a uh, NFT effort called, uh, gosh, I don't know what it's called again, uh, The Voiceverse where he's partnering with them to explore ways where uh, they can together bring new tools to creators to make new things and allow everyone a chance to own and invest their IPs they create. We have all this, we have a story to tell. You can hate or you can create. What will it be? That's sorry. That's from Troy Baker's Twitter. Okay. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what it says. And it's like, okay, so there's a whole bunch of layers to this. For one, NFTs just like really don't add any value. Basically you own something because it's on the blockchain and it says on the blockchain that you're the only owner, even though it's a JPEG and you didn't just right click and save, um, which is something that Keanu Reeves even make, made fun of. Um, which if you haven't seen that interview where he makes fun of NFTs, look it up. It's on, it's on YouTube. Someone probably made a short clip of that and it's beautiful. Like his reaction is the best. Um, and the other part of this is that one of the things that, uh, voice or vice versa NFT is doing is allowing voice actors to basically sell their voice in an AI form for people to own fully and can do whatever they want with it. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, that's the that's the weird part of it because I read that information like a while ago, but not a while ago, like a couple of days ago on Twitter about someone talking about this uh this voice this voiceover verse NFT stuff. And he mentioned Troy, but I was like like is he talking about Troy Baker because there's like it links to someone else's uh Twitter thread about that whole the whole thing. Um, it's like a long read. I like. I would definitely um, look it up if you can. But basically, the whole thing is that you're going to use uh, AI to allow people to to like you know use their voices, voice actors, and then sell it as an NFT, a non fungible token. If you're wondering what NFT stands for, um, so that means that they own the rights to that person's voice in this AI module. And they can basically essentially use it and manipulate it each, each way they can. 
And you know what people like to do when they get stuff that they can manipulate into people saying? I know. Unless you don't know. I know. Wait, seriously, you don't know? The first thing that people will do is make them say stuff that they don't, that the person that owns the, that is the voice, the actual voice, doesn't stand behind, obviously. Oh, you mean like hateful stuff and stuff, hate speech, and that's shit. Among other things, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I never understood why people do that. Because people do not have lives. Because if they did, they would play video games. I can I suddenly can see all sorts of scenarios in which you get people that grab pieces from The Last of Us and then form vo- Joel's voice into that he hates on he- Ellie because she is a uh, lesbian or on Lev because they're transgender or stuff. And then you suddenly hear like a Joel voice hating on that. And that's just sad. Like, just sad. Among other people. Because he's and he's not the only one that's part of this. He's just he's just partnering with with uh, with this NFT group. So he's not the only voice actor that's that's in this. I don't know who else is. I have to look into it a bit more. But it's kind of really weird. It's kind of a really super weird thing to do. Like, why on earth would you do that? It's bad enough that people are um, making just like the most gross images and then selling it so that you can say like look you own a piece of art like owning the mona lisa it's like no the mona lisa has value not just because it's a unique one-of-a-kind thing it's because it is something that actually evokes emotion in people it is very beautiful for a reason people like it for a reason people see stuff in it for a reason it inspires people for a reason Lazy lions and stupid monkeys, whatever the monkeys are called, don't do that. They're just ugly, uh, ugly JPEGs. I mean, it feels like that these whole NFT thingies, at least for, for uh, like, it feels like it's a cash grab. People are like, oh no, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like yeah. people are just looking for ways to uh, just make a quick buck, and mm, they don't care. The how, new thing. Yeah, and they don't care how stupid it is. Like, I, I bet people will just take a picture of a turd and turn that into an NFT and it will bring up money. And then they'll be like, I own this piece of turd picture and it's, I paid so much for it. And aha, uh-huh, look at me. And I'm like, where are we Who going? says they haven't? Oh, they probably have. It's just the stupidest thing I could come up with right now. But like, where are we heading towards as a civilization that if we're making that kind of stuff and and paying for that kind of stuff... I mean, like, and from Troy Baker's side, in a way, I'm not surprised because, I mean, like, Troy Baker's an awesome dude. And I watch the, the Play Watch as a podcast a lot, and he's always in it. And sometimes he, st- he says stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of not surprised that you're doing this because, in a way, it's about money because you're not doing it for any art form or anything. And if you cared about people abusing it, then you wouldn't be behind this because you would say, like, yeah, but I don't want people to abuse my voice and turned it into something nasty or bad. So, like, in a way, I'm not surprised that he's doing this. It's kind of actually disappointing that he does this, you know? Yeah. Or I mean, the same thing goes... Yeah, sorry. uh, I mean, like, maybe the company that he's partnering with wasn't honest with him about everything, or maybe he didn't get all the details, but then again, I'd say he's... Oh, no, I'm pretty sure he has all the details. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, he's not a dumb guy, so, you know, he's always well-informed. I don't know. I... (sighs) 
it's weird. like the, the developers of Stalker did the same, did something similar, right? Where they were like, oh yeah, like for the for Stalker two, we are selling and we're gonna be selling an NFT, um, which allows you to be in the game. So it's you, and you have a unique, uh, you have you know, it's uniquely you, and it's on a blockchain that it is you, and we'll use your likeness. It's like nobody was asking for this yeah. developers yeah so they got so much backlash they're like oh yeah 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 sorry yeah you know what you're right you're you guys are right we're gonna like not do it anymore again then they retracted it it's like at least they retracted it because ubisoft is like one thousand percent into the crap that they're in it's like mm. ubisoft you make it so hard to love you sometimes you do awesome stuff but gosh darn it you do some really stupid stuff sometimes and that's that. That's kind of basically the rant about NFTs. Yeah, I mean, because because outside of that, I don't know what is gonna happen because it's like the 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 the, the voice verse NFT stuff is pretty recent. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. They'll probably do something for AI for for video as well in a bit. So you know, this is just it's just gonna get crazier and crazier. Yeah, I'm gonna have to commit some stuff though like what? i can't say what i have to commit some stuff to prevent stuff, like video being added to it <laughs> i'm not gonna say what it's oh, just, yeah. because otherwise i would be possibly incriminating myself, myself. What? Let, let, let's just move on uh, let's move on yes <laughs> um is there any other new stuff? Because it's it's still slow. I mean, like we're here's the thing, right? It's slow on gaming news. Like the most interesting news is this because everybody's um, just coming back from holiday and starting up. Oh, there is a rumor that Sony's gonna do a, a new state of play in February, I think. And there's also oh! a rumor that they're gonna release an update really soon, which will contain 1440p support themes for the ps5 yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, vrr yeah. support because you know that's been a feature a lot, a lot of people requested because it's hdmi what the heck is vrr it stands for variable rate refresh rate so what it does mm -hmm. is, is it syncs the refresh rate to the refresh rate the, it syncs the frame rate of the game to the refresh rate of your screen so it doesn't cause yeah. any tearing so it's uh it's like dynamic otherwise like you know you have like tearing because your, your monitor is locked at 60, but your game is not doing 60 FPS, and then it causes tearing yeah. in the game. So now it, like, syncs up both of them, so it prevents tearing from happening, apparently. Wasn't that a feature that they announced with the PlayStation 5? Yeah, yeah, but they hadn't brought it out yet. So, like, the Xbox Series X has it, I think, day one. And for the PS5, they were like, yeah, yeah, it's a feature we're working on. We're just going to release it in an update later. Um... But yeah, it's almost been a year, and um, yeah. I said it before, and I'll say it again. They released the PlayStation Five way too soon. Um, like they're like they're implementing all these features that they promised at the beginning, and it's only coming out now. Come on! Like even the fourteen forty p stuff makes absolutely no sense. I don't even know why that has to require an additional update to support fourteen forty p. Like what specifically about? That that um, uh, what's the word? Resolution. Resolution requires them to do an update for it. Why is it not baked into 
yeah like the operating system already i think in this case it's more like uh of uh like which feature is more more important and I mean, like 4040p is only something you have on monitors. It's not like you have a TV that supports that resolution. So I think in this case, they might have underestimated how many people actually play on a monitor or how much it is requested. Because normally your console is always in your living room. So it's always hooked up to a TV. So it was always 720p or 1080p or 4K, you know, since it's not like 4040p is a middle resolution and it's not, it's not a resolution used by TVs. So I think in this case, they were like, yeah, uh, probably people won't need it because they're going to play it in 4K. And then suddenly they heard, oh, but a lot of people use their monitors because they have a streaming setup yeah, or because, they just play their behind Because the desk. there are no TVs that, that, as far as I could tell, the highest frame rate I think you can get on a TV is like, what, 100 hertz? Are there like TVs that do 120? Uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, that's 10 grand. Because like the thing is, like... Like PC monitors do like already like I think like the newest panels that got announced at CES was like a hundred like three hundred and something three hundred and fifty frames. So I mean I don't know when it's coming coming out, but like there are panels that are already doing twice as much frames yeah, now. Yeah, I think last year already we had three sixty hertz and two forty hertz because exactly, of the yeah. of the whole Nvidia Reflex stuff they brought out. So like, but the thing is, is it was like on 1080p. So now we're seeing yeah. higher resolution screens with higher refresh rates. But, um, you know, like Sony did the, the SSD upgrade uh, in, the, in, the, in the summer, which is, I think, a far more important feature than 1440p. And the same goes for VRR. I mean, like people are making a big deal out of it. But I'm like, you know, it's you need an HDMI 2.1 TV to have that. There weren't... A lot of HDMI 2.1 TVs out last year. So it's like mm. you're asking for a feature that requires specific hardware, but that hardware is either not widely available yet or it's still expensive. So what are you seriously making an issue of? It's more like a FOMO, like, oh, it's so awesome. I, I want this. I'm really missing out, you know, because all the damn YouTubers, tech YouTubers are talking about HDMI 2.1. But like... You know, I have a I have a 2017, a 2017 OLED from LG. Mm -hmm. I still love the TV. I really couldn't care less about VRR. I couldn't care less about 120 hertz because people seem to forget that if you want 120 hertz, you have to give up some quality. You have to give up some some fidelity. You know, the game becomes less pretty. You can't have both. But people don't realize this. They're like, oh, but. Uh, uh, Maximilian Z, the famous YouTuber, says it's so awesome. VRR. What is he, my brother? <laughs> You're an uh, evil twin. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he says 120 hertz gaming is the shit. So I feel left out. So I really need this. You know, it's like sheep mentality. Mm, yeah. Well, actually, we almost forgot one news article. So I'm actually glad that you brought up Sony. Because yeah. speaking of CES, Sony was there. Yeah, I know. To announce the... Because we didn't talk about this the last time because that was before CES started. Yeah. And that was the, the PlayStation VR 2. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. And it has... Oh, my goodness. Actually, let me pull up the, uh, the specs for the PlayStation VR 2 because it is very substantial. Um, it, is, it is legit next-gen like hardware. Yeah. Because I was wondering what they were gonna do for 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 PlayStation VR two because everybody was like, 
oh yeah, they're gonna do that, this and this, and it's like, mm, well, we'll see what happens, you know, because all the other VR stuff is pretty impressive um, that other people are doing. I think they're like and, they said, it's like a single cable, so they don't have like a processing box anymore, and yeah. um, it's do it's both individual 4K 120 hertz OLED panels. Yeah, so. Yeah, so there are two OLED panels uh, of resolutions of uh, 2000 by uh, 240 uh, per eye. Uh, the refresh rate is either 90 or 120 yeah. uh, with a field of view of 110 degrees, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they also come with new motion controls. Um, it's a six-axis motion, uh, motion sensor, uh, four cameras for the headset and controllers that are built into like the headset itself. Yeah. So you don't have to set up like a camera or like these, you know, these towers or whatnot. Um, and the connection is, of course, USB-C. So it probably easily connects to the front of the PlayStation yeah. Uh, 5. Yeah, there's also we some don't know haptic about... stuff on the headset that makes you feel stuff. So it's not like yeah, only in the controller. Yeah. yeah. So the, not just the controller, but also the headset has like this haptic feedback. It's like, yeah. I think it's the first headset that's doing this. Yeah. Um, they are aiming for a holiday 2022 release date, which is way sooner than I thought it would be. Yeah. I would assume that they were gonna not, they were gonna like do the same thing what they did with the PlayStation Five and just announce it two years in advance. But they did and just slowly ramp up to it. They announced it last year that they were working on it because they, they okay, showed the controllers right. last year as well. Really? Yeah, because the, they announced the. The name last year, or they said like we're working on the the next PlayStation VR last year on the PlayStation blog, and then they slowly started to uh, explain more stuff. Like they said, oh yeah, the controllers are gonna have haptic feedback, and the controllers are gonna have this, and the controllers are like that, and then um, now they're going into the period like they're actually physically gonna show a lot of stuff. Um, I think we talked about this briefly, like pricing, because it's like cutting edge technology for something. So I think it, it you I think you said like don't expect it to be three ninety nine, but I don't think. So here's the joke on that one. Yeah. Apparently the rumors it's not confirmed, but they expect it to be three ninety nine. I I mean it could be because what uh, that's what I said like the OLED panels are cheaper to produce now, and um I mean like Sony has to sell it at a certain price point to keep it interesting for consumers like. I said like either four forty nine or at the worst four ninety nine, but they won't go over that. But I think like four forty nine is still an acceptable price. Like I personally never tried PlayStation VR. I'm not into VR games. Um, the only thing I would play was be- will probably be Beat Saber. Um, mm. I mean they they announced a Horizon VR game. It looked really nice for a VR game, but I'm still not tempted to buy a VR headset because of it. Um, but I mean yeah. Um, it's cool that Sony is still committed to VR because VR is kind of like a, it's like a heartbeat, you know, it has ups and downs. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, so if the rumor is true, right. And they are going to sell it around three ninety nine. Mm. let's say it's three ninety nine. The PlayStation five digital is three ninety nine, right? Yes. Okay. So let's say it's three ninety nine for the headset, which definitely means that they're selling that thing at a loss, yeah. like maybe even a quite substantial one. But if they're trying to compete with um, 
Index or uh, Oculus or Quest or I'm assuming they're they're com- they're competing with the 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 the, uh, the Quest the Quest Two specifically because the Quest Two is completely wireless and it, I think it's three fifty. I don't know. I think it's like three hundred and fifty. Um, thing and I have to look. But the thing about the Quest is is that it has far less our processing power because it's like true mo- more like a mobile thingy. Yeah, it's it's uh, three forty nine, but yeah. you can buy the. I don't know if they still do that. They did it with the first version, because the first version had the link cable that allowed you to hook it up to a high end computer so that you could play Rift games. Oh, well, that's nice. I don't know if this has it too. I'd have to check it out, but that's not important right now. The point is, this Quest Two costs three three forty nine. Yeah, like right now. But that's like outdated so hardware now. No, because the Quest 2 is an updated version that has like a higher resolution and frame rate. But didn't it come out last year? Uh, the, the the Oculus Quest 2? Yeah. I think so. I think it did. No, it came out in 2020. Oh, oh wow, it's even older. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean it has like uh uh, 128 or 256 storage and me- six gigs of memory also has built-in cameras and it's like completely wireless and it has two wireless controllers four 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 three fifty mm-hmm. so if you want to compete with oculus even if it is a lower resolution solution hey <laughs> um it's still something that's seen as uh, affordable because it's essentially a console that you put on your face yeah on your head. So, I think if the rumors are too true, or even if it's not true, and they do decide to make it three ninety nine, they're doing it at a substantial loss, and they're doing it to stay competitive with uh, Oculus. Yeah. I mean, like it, sometimes you have to do these things to kind of uh, keep something alive. Because I don't know, I don't know if Sony, for example. Because the the PlayStation VR is the best selling VR headset out there, it sold well over a million. I think it's even sold two million, maybe. And like, I think mm-hmm. I don't think there are other VR headsets that have sold that number. Um, so like in a way, Sony is is vital for the future of VR because they're this major consumer company that allows VR to be played at a pretty low entry level on the most popular yeah. gaming console there is right now. Because even for for uh, for uh, Oculus. You have like these stupid side thingies, like you have to have a Facebook account. Well, what if you don't want to have a Facebook account? Well, then you can't use. Oh, the they're rip. changing that one, by the way. Oh well, well, kind of, kind of, sorta, because now it's called the Meta Quest. Ugh, I hate that name so much. And they're going. It's going to require a Meta account. So eventually, they'll discontinue requiring a Facebook account, but it's going to the same company. So just naming it something else doesn't make it not the same you know you know so So they're gonna make the company less evil uh no exactly it's not gonna make the company less evil but i guess we'll just have to wait and see if it does hit holiday season this year we'll probably see more of it at e3 assuming e3 still goes on even if it even in the digital form because we know now that it's not going to happen in person and it's still up in the air if they're going to do an all digital one like they did last year Jeff Keighley is going to do an uh, opening night live, so. Well, that's because it's part of Gamescom, so that makes sense. No, I think he's going to do it before, uh, like instead of E3. So in E3 period, he's going to do one. 
in so June. he's not doing he's not doing summer of games anymore i don't know but he said that he was doing opening night live in in uh around the e3 period and generally yeah. gamescom is like in august or september yep it's uh usually august no no there's summer game fest coming this year too okay there's not a lot of information yet, but yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, return summer 2022. So I guess we'll see what they're going to do for that. Um, maybe it becomes part of Summer Game Fest, but Summer Game Fest is like more his thing and it's partnered with like Prime Gaming. So not 100% sure what that's all about. Um, but like Opening Night Live is in, yeah, it is in collaboration with Gamescom. So I'm not really sure if he's going to be moving it up or if he's doing something else with it, I don't know. Jeff uh, Keighley is Jeff Keighley is a renaissance man. He, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Um, I guess time will tell. Okay. And I think on that note, um, we'll be taking a very quick break. I will be coming back with what we've been playing. So stick around. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second and final segment of this episode, which is, of course, as always, what we've been playing. So, Sean Templer, what have you been playing? I have been playing basically the same stuff I was playing last time. So, <laughs> a little bit of Among Us again. And, uh, you know, still same old, same old. People don't trust me and, you know, they just keep shouting and screaming and a lot of emotional trauma. I mean the like the the I remember <laughs> I the one of the last times we played uh like when when there's imposter and he triggers like those uh uh emergencies like where you have to go to oxygen at two sides to punch in the code and if you don't everybody dies or when you go to, you have to go mm. to reactor to do that like when those things happen I sometimes go with everybody and try to do the task, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, everybody's going to go to that anyway. So I'll just do my own task in the meantime. It saves me time to finish my tasks because then I can look at who the imposter is. So yeah. one of these times we were doing that and I was doing the, the memory uh, task, which is a really annoying one because then it's in reactor. It's like this pattern you see and you have to repeat the pattern constantly five times in a row but it's really annoying because it's really slow and it like the task itself takes like maybe two minutes to complete so what happens is, is the imposter triggers this oxygen alert and i'm doing this memory ta task and i refuse to walk away i was like i'm so close to finishing this i do not want to walk away i'm just gonna do this task and i don't care if people see me and they're gonna think it's sus so what happens is, is somebody walks into the reactor and sees me at the memory task and they keep looking at me for a while and then they suddenly run away. And I'm like, okay, he's going to call an emergency meeting and say, why are you standing there? <laughs> and what happens? He runs to the button and he does the emergency meeting and he says, uh, my, my name was uh, Mugenio in the game because yeah. you had like Chupapi Mugenio. So a friend of mine was called Chupapi and I was called Mugenio. So he says like, Mugenio. 
Why were you standing at the memory task when the oxygen alert was going on? And I couldn't hold myself. I just bursted out into laughter. But like, so I laughed so hard and long. I had to mute myself because I had literally tears in my eyes. And I tried to tell them like why I was doing it. But because I was just laughing so much, they were like, yeah, he's, he's an imposter. He's sus. Like, no, no. <laughs> While I'm laughing, I'm like, no, I didn't do anything, you know? And it just... In the end, they believed me. But just like that moment, because I knew that was going to happen, and then it happened, and then the way they said it, I just laughed so hard I couldn't <laughs> hold myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, besides Among Us, I've still been playing some Formula 1 2021. I'm still in my career with Ferrari. I've just won the Dutch Grand Prix. So we've uh, gone to Italy, to the track of Monza right so now. So you drove on Sandford? I did, yeah. How was that, by the way? It's an interesting track because it's one of the few tracks that actually has like a banking. So like the, the track is raised in an angle. So um, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, some tracks have that. Uh, I think this is one of the few ca- tracks on the calendar that actually has it. Um, so it has like two uh, bankings. Um, and then it just it makes the, the, the track a little bit different because a lot of tracks are like flat surfaces. Uh, the track in in Belgium is also a really cool one. It's called Spa Francochamps. It's in the in the hills, so you have elevation in the track. So it's like uh, it's really cool. You have like this this corner called Eau Rouge. So like you come on and you r- ride down the straight, and then you suddenly have to go up a slight hill, but you can't see what's behind the hill, and you know that it's like. You're going like 300 uh, to reach the top of the hill, and then you suddenly have to turn right and then left. And it's that's creepy as absolutely hell. terrifying. It, it is. It is. I mean, like imagine that you're doing that in real life as a driver in the game itself. I would rather not. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, like, even in the race, it's creepy as hell to do that because you don't know what's at the other side of the hill. I mean, like, there could be a car that's suddenly stopping there, or you know, or you could lose grip and then suddenly shoot off the track at 300. Um, so yeah, I'm uh yeah, I mean that's what makes Formula One so nice. It's just the unpredictability. Um Yeah, I didn't know they were riding on those kind of tracks, man. Sheesh. Yeah. At those speeds, what the crap? Yeah, yeah. Have people not died or wait, people have died. People have died, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like in twenty nineteen, a Formula Two driver unfortunately died at Spa Francorchamps because of a fatal crash. Yeah, I mean, like the FIA, the governing body of uh, motorsport itself is really about safety. So they are trying to do like a lot of things to improve the safety of the sport, such as like the halo they introduced a couple of years back, which has really saved people. Um, But, you know, it's like you also have to have a little bit of luck. I mean, like uh, Max Verstappen got the runoff at uh, Silverstone last year and he hit the wall. But like, what was it? 11 G's or something like that um he survived but like he yeah i mean it's tricky yeah otherwise it would be really weird if his ghost won yeah recently yeah <laughs> which, which people i think still are not happy about oh you have no it's idea just... it's uh <laughs> it is like there are actually talks of lewis hamilton leaving formula one because he's been like ever since the race like that weekend, he's been completely silent. Like media dark, black, nothing. You, you don't hear anything about him. Apparently, he's unfollowed everybody he follows on his Instagram. Is like completely silent. 
So now, like now, people are like, oh, maybe Lewis might actually quit. Oh, is Lewis thinking about quitting? Oh, but he has a contract till 2023 or 2024. Mm. I'm like, no. I think he wanted some time for himself. Yeah, I mean, like that dude has such a big ego. He will never quit Formula One. I mean, that guy is so <laughs> full of himself. I, people know that I don't, I'm not a fan of Lewis Hamilton. So like he's so full of himself. That mean I mean the guy has seven world titles. He's tied with Mike Schumacher. He will yeah. never leave it at that. He wants to be that guy that says I got eight or I got nine world championships. So he's not gonna quit Formula One. Come on, it's like a it's like he's throwing a fit. He's like, oh, what? I was gonna be champion, you know? So like that. But anyways, before we go into this whole rabbit hole around Formula One, um, I've also been playing uh, Battlefield 2042, of course. Um, I've got to the... Any improvements? Well, there hasn't been any updates since. The only thing that has decreased is the way I play and the the, the frequency I die, because for some reason, I was like... It has like a learning curve, of course, and eventually I got into it and I was just like actually making kills and it was really going well. And suddenly for some reason it started going bad again. I don't know why. Cause I was, I had it hooked up to my monitor and then eventually I moved my PlayStation back to the living room again. And then of course you can notice like there's a little bit more input lag and everything is a little bit more, you know what? Like when I play in sh- a shooter, I have to be up close to the screen. Cause I don't feel like I can't see if I am not close mm. enough. I miss out stuff. Um, so I had like this this period that I kept on dying and rarely made any kills, which really frustrated me. So I just stopped playing it for a while. And then I went back to Battlefield 5. Um, and then it really made me appreciate what kind of a good game Battlefield 5 actually is because it's just so much more polished. <laughs> the joke is that when that game launched, it was also not It was horrible. Well. Yeah. It's, well, like, when you <laughs> because I remember you talking about yeah. it, but, like also dunking on it too but like if you think about it like that game has had (laughs) two years of polish or three years of polish of constant updates so now it's finally to the point where it's like actually a good game but you don't realize that (laughs) but it also made me realize that like there are some systems in battlefield 2042 that are actually broken because like aim assist is crucial on a console you don't need it on on a pc but on the console it is crucial and either the aim assist is off in 2042 or it's not working properly or like the, the detection isn't working. But like a lot of times I would just miss a target, you know, or like the, my, my, I would move my, my right analog stick too much and then I would just get killed. Whereas in, in, in Battlefield 5, like work spot on. And the same goes for hitboxes. Like I feel in 2042 sometimes with certain guns, you can shoot like a, a really next to the person or a couple of meters mm. next to the person and it still registers it as a kill. Because like yesterday I was playing with a gun and I I was really spraying and praying and, and I just got people. And I'm like, this feels like the hitboxes are so off because I don't really think like I actually hit the guy, but I still I think the hitboxes are still broken. Yeah, because I, 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 I even headshotted a couple of people. I'm like, I, this could not be a headshot. This is just not possible. But the game still yeah. detected it as a headshot. So... Um, I think, or I feel like the first, one of the first things that dice should do is just do this massive balancing act on the game. Cause the guns are literally broken. I mean, some weapons are so overpowered and the same goes for choppers. Like there are choppers that have rockets. And when they start hitting you, your character starts to stagger so much that he can't move anymore. So it's like, he, it's almost like the game is glitching out. And then you already know, like, okay, I'm gonna die. You know, there's no, you don't have a fair chance of running away, um, which is a shame. 
but yeah, I've been playing a little bit more of Battlefield Five. Um, I'm enjoying that as well. And then I haven't played it yet today, but I felt like um, I heard this calling. I, I got uh, like a, there was a messenger on a horse that came back to my house, and they told me that China must grow larger once more. Oh, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> so, let's flip it go so i was he like returns, so i was like the emperor let me let me dust off my sword and my crown i shall return <laughs> to the three kingdoms and restore order <laughs> so i Yo, you haven't played that game in a while yeah last time i played it was uh, april last year and uh, i saw that i've put in 121 hours so um i thought like yeah it's time for a comeback so i installed it i patched it but I haven't been, uh, I haven't started it up yet. So uh, in the in the days to come, I will be going back to the Three Kingdoms of Rome. Of of uh, oh my Rome gosh, and the Three Kingdoms. Of, yeah, of... total war. Yeah, <laughs> going back to China. China will finally grow larger once grow more. Larger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, honestly, you know what? If you if you do return to uh, not. Uh, when you return back to streaming, I kind of feel like you should try and figure out and stream that because I think a lot of people would actually be interested in seeing that. And like, I've seen you play it and I got to say, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy seeing you play like Total Roar 3 Kingdom. So yeah, definitely something worth uh, looking into, but yo, speaking of, speaking of China will grow larger. We need to figure out, Go returning to um, generals. Generals. Oh yes, yes, yes. that would be very yes. nice. Did we go back to command and comp? comp oh man, I miss that. <laughs> but so um, that's it. Yeah, what have you been playing? Yeah, so for me, it's been uh, not a lot. So there's a few things that I've been playing, uh, mostly because of, I'm streaming, of course. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that I've been streaming was Astroneer recently. Woo! I and um, I don't know if you've been to my Instagram page recently, but I posted some clips of it. I saw a tractor um, getting catapulted or something like that in the game. Oh, no, you were yeah, dropping down a hole. Into a, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, was, I got a buggy, and I was so happy that I was like driving around. I was like, yeah, I can drive around. <laughs> it's so much faster. And then I almost fell into a crevice. Like, ooh, that was very close. It's not going to happen now. And then I fell into it. As I was saying that, <laughs> I fell into a crevice. I was like, no. And I was like, okay, okay. You know what? It's fine. Let me see if I can find a, a, a hole that I can dig myself out into. And I'm driving around underground. And I fell even more. Oh, shit. Really? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to die here. And then I found out the buggy. Is a source of oxygen, and as long as it has power, yeah, it'll give you oxygen and power. Oh, nice. And for some reason, underground you can still get wind because I put like this uh, wind turbine on yeah. it so that it generates power for it. And basically, whenever it, it the wind blows, and the wind blows underground, oh, okay. so I had infinite energy. So I was like, "Oh no, my astroneer is going to starve to death in this underground." It's a good thing you can't starve in astroneer. Yeah, I was about to say, like, did they add food into the game? No, no, thank goodness. That would not. actually be nice. But, oh man, that would be just an, an, an added source of stress. I don't think that would have, would make the game fun, though. Yeah. But I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to th- dig myself out? So I tried to dig myself out. I was able to dig myself out. I don't know why. I, I don't know how. I still did it. 
and it took like a half hour for myself to dig out. When oh I finally got to the surface, I was just like, nice. yes! And like the chat was like, yay, you did it! And nice. like, ah! <laughs> so that game is pretty stressful when you end up on the ground. It's very stressful when you die of oxygen deprivation. Yeah, it's so... Like your astronaut dies like in a cute way, even though it's a horrible death, but like yeah, he does it in such like, a cute way, you're like, oh no! Yeah. Yeah. So, um... I've played it uh, one more time on stream, but I've also played it offline, off stream, just to build some stuff. Last time, this was off stream, so people haven't seen this yet, but they will the next time. <laughs> so I was doing very well, unlocking a lot of uh, new uh, blueprints. One of them was the small spacecraft and the solid fuel booster. Can you actually fly around in those? Kind of, sort of. You can go to other planets or you can fly to, like, um, destinations that you have marked, like, beacons. Ah. The beacons are and stuff like that. So you can, you can fly around, but all you can do is, like, say, I want to go to orbit or I want to go to another planet. Kind of like fast travel. Yeah. So if you decide to go to another planet, make sure you use a engine that is not solid fuel. Oh. Because if you use solid fuel, the engine blows up on re-entry. Really? Why? Or uh, when you land. Because it's a solid fuel rocket. It's a single-use thing. Oh, okay. Which is weird, because if you just land on the same planet... It doesn't do that. Nothing. It doesn't do that. Oh, that's weird. So, yeah. Last time I played, I got stuck on a planet that I don't know with zero resources. Uh-oh. So I have to figure out a way to get the resources from this planet so I can use that to build a new solid fuel engine to go back to the main planet. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Well, at least you have your space vacuum thingy with you. Yeah. <laughs> and also the, the shuttle um, or the spacecraft uh, is also a constant source of oxygen. Oh, nice. So I can't really wander very far, so I have to make some tethers first and then put them down. They did do some really sweet updates to it. I don't know when the last time you played it, but one of the things that they've changed is how oxygen tethering works. So you used to have to have a tether right next to your um, shelter. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't get oxygen to it. Now, the way it works is that you can get oxygen from whatever platform you have put out on the field. That's nice. As long as it's connected with the power, uh, with the power cable to the, the to the shelter, mm -hmm. you see like these pl these blue lines um, going um, past them. Okay. Nice. And that's like the oxygen line. So when you put a tether next to to like a large platform or a medium or a small platform, you can see like a blue tether coming from. That platform to the tether. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's really cool. And nice little bonus. The spouse um, of uh, of one of the developers was on my latest stream. Really? Cause, yeah, because apparently uh, they go around and um, like check out people streaming Astroneer. Yeah. Um, that that's what got them into uh, Twitch and stuff like that, 
and it just happened to be on mine because I was streaming Astroneer. That's so cool. And we and we talked about it, and like I I, I told him like you know tell your husband, um, I really like this game. It's a really cool game, and he apparently did the. So you know how everything is like glowy, like when you're connecting power and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The glowy parts, yeah, those are textures apparently. Oh. That's done by using, like, math equations. Oh, that's cool. So it's like, so it's math. I've I've heard of this kind of programming before where you can essentially program a look or a texture, but it's not a texture. Hmm. I don't know how you do it exactly. I'm not a programmer. Um, But, yeah, that was was really cool to hear. Wow. Um, And uh, they they also gave me some tips, you know, so... That was really cool. It's like, oh, oh my goodness, there's like a developer here. That's so like cool. The only other, the only other developer that I know is a streamer that works, uh, that works for uh, Ubisoft. Um, what is it? Ubisoft in Toronto. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't really talk about like working at Ubisoft because when he streams, he streams. That's you know because that makes sense, right? Yeah, you want to keep a business well. and uh, private uh, stuff. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this was very nice to see. Oh, wow. um, nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I hope I hope they come back. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the next time I stream again. So that was really cool. It was really fun. That's also one of the reasons why I streamed for a really long time um, recently. It's like, normally I stream for two hours every time I stream. Like, this time I was on for like four hours. Oh, damn. Yeah, because the chat was just like really vibing and just having a lot of fun. Outside of that, um, outside of Astroneer, I've been playing another game, um, not on stream, just off stream, called uh, Teamfight Tactics, which is by Riot Games. It's a part of the whole League of Legends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the term auto chess? No. Okay. So auto chess, like the name kind of implies, it's kind of like chess where you put like your in this case your champions uh on a board um they all have their own unique abilities and stuff like that and um and unique traits and attacks and stuff like that and they just um every round you face off against another person and it's like a like eight people and it's like 1v1 um and the characters they basically attack automatically hence auto chess hmm. Uh, and the whole point is to just like come like uh, get a good team together. Um, every round you have a chance to buy uh, to buy and sell champions, and you know improve your composition of uh, champions on the board. You know in terms of location, in terms of which champions, um, buying more of the same champion gives you the chance to level them up. Um, so that they get stronger and get more HP. You have, you know, different kinds. It's kind of like playing a trading card game um, in that regard, but a, a slightly more complex. And to be f- 100% honest, I was never a fan of uh, these kind of games. Mm-hmm. But my best friend, um, you know him, um, Prof, he... Um, he was like very adamant to me getting into it because he plays it a lot. Okay. So when we when I started it was like, uh, yeah, I lost. I'm eight. I'm seven. I don't get it. It's 
because basically when you put the characters there, you just watch them play. Um, and I just kept getting my butt handed to me. It's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not enjoying this, man. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do something for you. So he made like this cheat sheet for me for like a very specific build that I can work towards every time. Um, so I used that for a while. And then I saw myself actually getting better at the game. Oh, that's nice. To the point where it's that I actually won a, won a game. Oh, okay. Um, this past week. In fact, it was so good, I won twice. Not in a row, but on the same day. So that was really cool. I mean, I also got a little help from him um, with the second one. But the, the first one was all me. That is nice. Look at you go. Like, so I was like, dude, I was messaging him. I was like, dude, I won, I won, I won. I'm going to win, I'm going to win. I was like, because he was working, I was like, I said, I was sending him like a uh, victory screen. Like, look, I won, I won. Look at my composition and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, uh, you know, w- w- when I get back, let's play, let's play a few rounds. Like, he came back and we played a few rounds. I was doing way better now. I would always end because in, before, like I said, there's eight players that play. I usually end up like eighth, seventh, on a good day on the sixth place. But now I was doing like fourth place, third place, fourth place, third place. And then I won. And then it kind of went back to like fourth, third, fourth, third, fourth, third. And then I won again. So, um, yeah, that's been really good. I, I played some more today um, before recording. And I think I ended like fourth again, but I had a really bad. Sometimes you just get dealt really bad hands Mm -hmm. and you just get like really crappy characters to work with. And you just can't make the composition of uh, champions work for you. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. And he was like, you know what? Why don't you stream this and like uh, have others? Because I did the phasmophobia thing um, with, uh, with New Year's Eve. And I want to do something like that again, where I play with other streamers. And I figure out, by the way, a way around the whole um, co-streaming thing. Because where there's a will, there's a way. Um, apparently, I, f- I found out about it because other people were using it. And I was like, oh, well, they are clearly not Twitch partners, but they're able to do this. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, um. I was first kind of apprehensive. I might stream team fight tactics in the future, but just not yet. Um, he gave me a new cheat sheet that makes it so that I can be more flexible if I can't achieve the build that I want. And I can like basically flex my way to a path to victory. So I'm just going to tr- use that a bit, practice a bit more, try and be a bit more flexible in my, in my uh, strategies there. And uh, yeah. Maybe I will stream it in the future. But for now, um, it's going to be Astroneer and other games that, are, that I feel like playing. Nice. And that's pretty much what I've been playing. been playing a little bit of Animal Crossing, but I've been playing it less and less. <laughs> it eventually starts to wear off. It eventually starts to wear off. Plus, I'm not one of those guys that um, like puts 100% effort into like their island. Mm-hmm. Even though when I go to other people's islands, I'm like, gosh, darn, I kind of want to do that too. And then I try <laughs> to, and it's like, yeah, it's just, just a lot of effort. Um, but again, I'm not saying that I disrespect people that do. I love it that people do that. And I always will try to encourage people that do 
make awesome islands and improve their islands to continue to do what they do because it inspires me. And it, it's the thing that does keep me coming back to the game everyone every now and then. So. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I've been playing. Nice. Those are good games. So, yeah, definitely. So will you do us the honors? I will uh, try as always. Uh, so thank you everybody for tuning in to the second episode of season four. Um, still a bit. Kidding. Oh wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, before you do, I almost forgot. So mm-hmm. remember how we do these questions of the questions of the episode now? Yes, on the Spotify. So we did one. Yeah, so we did one a while ago, and we actually got a response, but we did not. Oh, talk about it. Then let's do that. Um, which which is I feel like that was that's kind of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, not cool since someone actually put the effort yeah. to answering. So um, this is from uh, LMBro twenty four oh four. The question was from like two episodes ago was what's your game of the year? Hmm. And because mostly because we did not have an answer for ourselves. Yeah. And uh, uh, LMBro uh, twenty four oh four says Last Judgment. Oh wow. I don't really have. Uh, uh, I don't really have a mind-blowing game of the year, but Last Judgment is just bloody hilarious, and I always oh wait, it's too long. Uh, and I always look forward to playing it after work. Nice. I actually Which am is, looking forward to playing that game too. So, yeah, because it's actually kind of interesting because a lot of people are, are kind of divided about Last Judgment. Um, not to say that they weren't divided on Judgment before. But with Lost Judgment, there were some improvements made to that game that made it slightly better than the first game, but also things that the first game was lacking that they still did. So people are like, well, why aren't you improving on like these aspects, uh, but you also added these aspects? Um, but yeah, the game is kind of hilarious considering the, the main case involves mostly the main character being in and around a high school while he's clearly not a high school student mostly because it's also about um, bullying and like bully prevention and stuff like that. Um, So it is an interesting story. Like it has a bunch of stuff that you can do and I would love to play it, but I want to go through judgment first before I even tackle lost judgment. I I just want to, I'm just waiting for it to either come down in price or appear on PSN uh, as a PS uh, plus uh, um, like temporary thing like they do. I think Lost Judgment was in the January sale, which, like, there's now two January sales. So, like, this is the second part, but I remember that it was in the first part mm. of the January sale because Judgment was also in the sale, but I didn't buy it. But I know, yeah, uh, yeah that it was. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's the question of the podcast. Um, I'll be sure to have a new question of the podcast for this episode as well. So if you're listening on Spotify... Um, you can answer it there. I think I might start posting the same question on our Twitter. Um, so if you'll continue with uh, with the outro, then people will know where they can uh, answer the question. Nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's cool that, uh, that we got a response. So thank you for that. And we are looking forward to many more responses uh, in coming episodes. Yeah. And now for me to do the outro then. <laughs> 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 um, thank you for tuning in to this uh, second episode of season 4 
Um, we always appreciate your support. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast. Uh, I think Amazon, we're also on there. Amazon Music or something like that. Uh, I know that that's apparently Not also. Not yet. I haven't, I haven't fixed that yet. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah. once, I, once I've done, we'll be on there as well. well the, we're, we're like on, on the major podcasting platforms. I don't know if Amazon's a big one, but um, we are on Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore. You can also find Maximilian on Twitter at Maximilian. Um, you can email us, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. Uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, you can find the link in the description below so you can see all our pretty faces. Um, we are on Instagram at GameRivals and at Maximilian underscore X and also on Twitch um, at Maximilian underscore X or at Sean Templar. Um, and on that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templar. And I have been and will always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later.